So a lot of people have been starting their uh, talks with a question, so I thought I'd do the same. Do you hate it when people answer their own questions? I do. Right. Um, <laughs> Ecclesiastes chapter 3. That's got the nonsense out of the way. So I thought, well, we've only got a very short time to uh, speak, so I thought I'd just take on a small subject. God's perfect work in Christ. Could be here for a while. Ecclesiastes 3 and verse 14. It's an amazing scripture. I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it. And God doeth it that men should fear before him. Now that's talking about a lot of stuff, but uh, first point is that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. That's totally different, of course, from uh, the things of this world, from all of the, uh, you know, the waste of space that's going on at the moment. Um, this is God's plan, and it's going to go forever. It's interesting Hebrew, I'm not going to go into the words, but it talks about the vanishing point. It goes as far as it can go to the end, and it goes as far as it can go back that way. That's what God's all about, foreverness. Um, one of the parts of the word talks about that it's out of our minds. It's more than we can actually put into our minds, the things that God doeth. It's going to be forever. It's the second part I want to just sort of think about. Nothing can be put to it nor anything taken from it. There's a reason for that, because it's perfect. It's complete. It's entire. God's perfection is perfection. There's nothing else that can be added and nothing else that can be taken from it. Of course, the world doesn't get it. The world tries, and uh, we've already heard of different things that the world tries to do and adds things to the word and takes things away, you know, don't need to be baptized or we need to do this or we'll, we'll roll around the floor barking like dogs, whatever they decide to do. But that's not part of God's plan. God's plan is complete and, well, yeah, it is perfection. So it's entire, the word, um, I guess the word perfect, we read um, in Deuteronomy 32, we won't turn to it, he is the rock with a capital R, his work is perfect. Every act of God is perfect. It's whole, it's complete, it's without spot or blemish. Why would you want to add to it? How dare you take away from it? God set up these things. Uh, Psalm 19 tells us the law of the Lord is perfect. Again, it means it's complete. So we're going to just uh, think, I guess, about his plan of salvation. That's part of the things that God doeth. He's doing these things that men should fear before him, that mankind would understand, that man could recognize God's plan, that they would get a sense of a supreme being, of an almighty God, and then give him the reverence that he's due 
because of that. That's everything he does is because of that. To show mankind who he is and what he's capable of. And of course, as we come together here, that's all that we've heard, isn't it? Over the last however many days I've been here, I can't remember. Um, the testimonies, the talks, the promises of God are all so that we can recognize who he is and what is available to us, if you like. His plan of salvation, of course, uh, the redemption through Christ, the perfect law is perfectly fulfilled in that. The, the need for justice is perfectly satisfied in his plan. Uh, the pardon that is passed on to us, the righteousness which is made available and achieved through Jesus Christ. The whole work, um, which we'll look at in a second, uh, was completed, made perfect. Now that's fantastic. There's one thing that's wrong. One thing that's not perfect. And you're looking at it right this minute. And of course I'm looking right back at you. But of course, God's plan dealt with that. And that's the wonderful thing. We are, of course, far from perfect. We may lack faith. We may lack wisdom. We may lack boldness. We may lack courage, focus. We may lack desire even. But God took care of all of that. Let's turn to um, John chapter 17. Uh, just in verse 22. This is part, of course, of Jesus' Jesus's prayer. He prayed this for you and I. He said, I'm not just praying for these folk that are here now. I'm praying for everyone that's ever going to hear my word. As, as it goes on down through the ages. And here in verse 23, he says, uh, 22, sorry. The glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one even as we are one. I in them, thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one. So there it is. The, the fact that we can be made perfect because the Father was in him, he was in the Father, and now we're part of that whole mix. And so we can be made perfect. And then it's that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as thou hast loved me. So it's the same thought, isn't it? He's done all of that so that man could know. Okay, The ones that receive, of course, of the Holy Ghost, that come to know that love, obviously know him and a part of him. But it's also that the world may know. It's there to show forth those things. That's the Lord's Prayer for us. And uh, the, the world needs to know that we have been made perfect and we're part of God's plan and God's purpose. And again, it's a, it's a fantastic thought. Uh, just over in chapter 19, a couple of well-known verses, well, one well-known verse, of course, in... Uh, we'll just read verse 30. We know this is the crucifixion here, of course. That 
that part of this redemption plan that has made it all happen. And of course, Jesus here says, uh, uh, when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. It is finished. That word, and I'm not going to pronounce it in Greek, but it means complete. It means it's accomplished. And it means the debt has been paid. That's what it means in the Greek. It's been fulfilled, made perfect. The plan was made perfect at that moment in time. It's interesting if you just read back into verse 28. It says, After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, so he knew, he knew at that moment in time, just before they handed him the vinegar, he knew that everything was done. Again, that, this word uh, accomplished is the same word he uses as finished. And then he says that the scripture might be fulfilled, which again is part of that same whole word bank, but it's talking about that all of these things could be made perfect. It would all come together as they offered him that vinegar and he took it and he said, that's it. Everything's been fulfilled. The perfect plan of God was made perfect. So, we, through those prayers of Jesus Christ, have received of him, we, we have a recognition now, as we saw there, that God's plan is for us. And we see the wonderful miracles and we go on, as we've heard again many times in testimony. But if we just turn to, um, uh, not uh, to uh, Colossians, we'll go to. So he is the rock and every act is perfect. So, you know, we can question, as even as we've heard uh, earlier on, why did this happen? How can God do Oh, this isn't fair. Hang on. Every act of God is perfect. When we learn to accept that is when, again, we heard earlier on in the camp, we have a change of mindset. It's not about me. It's not about my problems. It's not about why this or why that. It's about thank you, Lord, for your perfect work. It's thank you, Lord, that you are going to bless the situation, whatever it happens to be. And here we just see um, in Colossians chapter 4 and in verse 12, we see um, Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ, salute you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers, that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. And that's, I guess, our part in it. We need to be continually, the word laboring, there is literally striving. We've got to be fervently praying for each other that we may stand perfect, complete in all the will of God with that understanding and that, I guess, that knowledge that we as individuals, as well as a fellowship, uh, which of course takes in, I guess, 
every child of God, as it were, that we can fulfill our potential, that we can not fall short, that we can see all of the things that God can do for us and we can grab them with both hands. We can jump in, boots and all, we used to say. We can just do it. We talked the other uh, night about uh, Daniel, you know, God's people who are strong in the faith and just go out and do. The word exploits is in the uh, in the King James, but that's not in the original Hebrew. It's about just doing, not thinking too much sometimes. Well, we do need to think occasionally. I'm lucky. I just don't think at all. I've been mightily blessed in that area. Hang on, hang on, take it easy. But sometimes we overanalyze everything. Sometimes we try to work out God's plan and then advise him how it should be going. He's worked it all out already. We just go, think about um, the, the scripture in Ecclesiastes. It's all there. We don't need to add anything. That's our own thoughts. No, I think it would be better if, no, no, let's not take anything away. Let's just keep battling on, praising the Lord and uh, seeing him working, seeing that perfection uh, coming into our own lives, that completion, that fulfillment of all the promises, the, the full potential uh, just being fulfilled in our lives as we see miracles, we see signs and wonders. We see, uh, obviously, folks coming to the Lord and their lives being changed. And uh, step out of the boat, if you like. It's a big deal to step out of the boat sometimes. But if you, if you believe and trust that God's plan is perfect and that he said he'll bless everything you do and he said that he's always going to be with you, then we can do it through the Spirit. We're going to lack the ability, we're going to lack the skill, we're going to lack the courage, but through the Spirit we can do it. We have that capability of uh, fulfilling all of those scriptures. And it's 15.34 and I'm away. All the people said... Yeah.